Jun wanting to go deep. And he's got him! Jamison Williams eating up the yardage again. Here's a big hole. Look out, he is gone! Travion Henderson! And hand to Brees Hall. Brees Hall! All right, guys, welcome back to episode 20 of Burning the Red Shirt podcast. Yeah, can you believe it? 20, 20. episodes. You guys made fun of me when I went to the three-digit format. <laughs> O2O now. You did not um, say O2O, though, so no, I didn't. you're not fully bought in anymore. <laughs> no, no, but it does mean that we'll get to triple digits. That's what it implies, right? But anyway, um, I'm your host, Zach Tao. Again, Chris K and Andrew Katz are with me. Um, you guys doing all right? Doing great. Pretty good, man. Burnt out as usual, but dude, I've been yeah. sitting looking at training modules all week. Yeah, just getting my ass kicked <laughs> for, your, for your second job. Question. Chris, Chris took a quiz for his job, his new job, and he's almost I sat there for like forty-five minutes. Tired. I had it was ten questions. You had to get an eighty, and I got an eight out of ten the first time, and it says I failed because I got a seventy-seven. And the reason <laughs> being is because there's two multiple choice ones where you can pick like multiple multiple but they're answer. like impossible i took a screenshot and asked a coworker and was like hey man can you? i was like i've been doing this for like 30 minutes can do you know what the answer is <laughs> he asked like a guy that's supposed to be like a specialist like essentially like a head trainer type mm-hmm. and he told me the wrong answer so i had to keep i literally just kept going it took me like 45 minutes and i finally got it but i still have a job which is nice key takeaway nice very nice. Well, I'm glad you've um, made it through the first hurdle of your new job. <laughs> These hey, quizzes. I got laid off on day four a couple while back, so I haven't hit my worst job yet. So we'll wow. see what happens. Andrew, anything exciting with you? No? No, dude. Yeah, All forms of identification are in your pocket? Dude, the, the, I, I made a calendar. Well, so, it's a good, good point. I did, I did lose my work ID earlier this week. <laughs> Again, no, no. Yeah, the work ID, not a driver's license. So, like the least important of them okay. all. Yeah, on the way to. So I made I made the same mistake that I told myself I wasn't going to make coming out of the the whole driver's license saga and let and just well yeah I can, I, I have my work ID and a lot, what a lot of people do is they'll clip it onto their uh, onto like their shorts. Well, no one else wears shorts besides me, but on their pants. <laughs> um, and. I like I, I think it just looks like it's like buying in too much to like the culture, the corporate culture, or whatever. So I'm like I'm I'm never playing that. It's game like there. having a phone clip on your belt. Kind yeah, of. I'm never gonna be that guy. Yeah. Okay. So instead, like I need to use it to go everywhere in the in the building when I'm at work. So I I don't want to keep taking out my wallet. So instead, I just leave it in my pocket, which of course resulted in on the way to lunch, like I'm taking out my phone to like uh, do CFF stuff and what I can't be off my phone for more than a second. And at some point. On the way to lunch or coming back from lunch, the ID just, uh, I must have pulled it out with the phone and mm. I retraced my steps similar to the whole driver's license saga and never found it. But and the it homeless easy. guy called and said you found it. Yeah, right. I mean, it was easy <laughs> enough you to around. like file a report to get a new one and they just gave me a bunch of, like a, a combination of like temp badges that kind of get me where I'm looking to go throughout the day. So Do you have to- uh, I got a notification that's available for pickup and of course it wasn't, but I'll get it tomorrow. You have to pay for replacement where you work. No, fuck no, dude. Do you 
What's worse? Because this is what I did. What's oh, I worse? lost my phone today for a second too. The <laughs> lanyard. I used to rock a lanyard with it in like a little plastic thing, and I would just go up to the door and like yeah. hit it. Is that worse than like the belt buckle loop? In, in terms of buying in and the the what how you look? Yeah. No, I, I think the belt buckle's worse. Like I used to. So I used to I used to wear a, a Mets lanyard with my keys in college, and like this was junior year. And I like I got so demoed one night that I, I fell over and like ripped a hole in a couch that from a, a house we were renting. Every I mean we all ended up losing our security deposits anyway just because like that's the way it was always going to play out. So this was just like another <laughs> just tack it on top kind of deal. Uh, but so I, I subscribe to the the lanyard around the neck model. I think that's mm. fine. Not I necessarily for thing. a badge, but just in general, I think it's acceptable. It's comfortable. Yeah. Not bad. Do you guys have keys on your lane or just like badges? It was just the badge. I don't have to worry about it anymore because I'm remote. Obviously, obviously from the the badges and cutting a hole in the couch. So obviously, I used the keys back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. (laughs) All right. Well, enough of that. Um, I wanted to go ahead and jump into the two drafts that you guys participated in. Have you read the rules to the league yet, Chris? Do you realize how fucked you are based on how you drafted? (laughs) This is the Roto World. I like that you've gone full send, by the way. You're like, we've already hit the not safe for work, so let's just do it. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was – is it because it's six-point touchdown? Five-point. Yeah, I remember five. Five? Five-point, yeah, they – yeah, what kind of serial uh, killer setting <laughs> is that? Well, what are you saying about Froten? <laughs> Five <laughs> point touchdowns. Yeah, he's oh. telling the line. I appreciate it. He didn't want to get too many. It's people different. It's different. Upset. I can respect it, but yeah, I, just, I, I was yeah. fine with that. It didn't really impact my draft. As long as you know what it is. Well, when do you when do you think uh, when do you think uh, scoring begins in this league? You, I saw you tweet about this. It starts week zero. How many week zero guys do you have on your? I don't roster? have any. You so guys get zero have, and one. You don't have a zero. You don't have a single player who plays week zero in, in on either of your teams. Is that a statement or a question? It's a fact. I checked you out. I know. I don't. I try not to uh, to draft. Yeah, so, because like, most basketball most basketball leagues do uh, do not start week zero. So there is a scoring week for week zero. I'm going to get zero points in week zero. Correct. You're you're yeah you're you're done. Stop. Awesome. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Read the fucking like. How many people have? How many guys do you have in week zero? In in uh, how many would would you like to guess? How, how would you like to guess out of twenty eight? How many I have on G five side in week zero? G, well, so G five, you probably have like G five. Yeah, there's way more G five teams that are playing than P five. Uh, so it's easier. I'm not. I don't have the advantage I would like in G five because other people in inherently just like as a result of picking teams and unlike you, I not. Think, I don't think Froton knows he did this because he has two people. Oh no, that's Luke Staley. Uh, let me go to Froton is Luke, Luke Staley, isn't he? Oh, he must be. I I thought I clicked on Froton. Let yeah. me click it again just to double check. He he goes by that. Is that like a wrestling thing? I I don't know what that is, but he goes. He by literally that. has Helinski and Ramir Johnson. There is no way he did that. Like if he created that rule, <laughs> there's how do you? Even I've taken every screen. I've taken every screenshot possible to make sure that he doesn't pull any sort of funny shit. Like I confirmed with him on in DM on the side that it, the there is. Well. What Andrew's a, all over it. 
I'm going to hit Twitter right now. All right, so I want to get to talking about this draft. We'll start with the Power 5 stuff. Um, First round, you guys have 16 teams. Let's go ahead and give the rules. I guess you guys could give the rules. I don't know all the stuff. Yeah, so it's Power 5-point touchdowns. It's five point five point passing touchdowns PPR uh, for catches. Nothing else okay. really overly interesting, start, except okay. it start, starts week zero. Of course, has its own week. Okay, so sixteen teams, and you had the sixth pick, Andrew. And yeah. Chris looks like he had the thirteenth pick. I'm just looking at it here. I had like the fourth pick and the thirteenth pick based on the two drafts. Like yeah, so oh, okay. he he so you know Proton reverse the, the order in the two drafts. Okay, okay, cool. So in the when we get to group of five, it's just flipped. Okay, got it. So what was your strategy going into this? Power yeah, five. Do you not want the, do you want to do it this way or do well, you want to just direct people to the article well, that we can do that, but I want to talk about kind of how you picked. Um and I guess Chris, or I can tweet it out, the retweet the article. But when I saw this, I was like, 16 teams. Is, okay, that's what our Dynasty League that we just finished was. But I'm thinking 28 rounds of just Power 5. I'm thinking, how screwy is this going to get after about round 15 to so 20? That, it, it's good you're thinking about it through the lens of, like, P5 and G5. Because the, while the, the right. drafts are, like – I I kind of play – I, I – utilized the same strategy in some like some of my strategic maneuvers I utilized across both drafts others Mm. doesn't really make sense to like targeting week zero going running back uh, early Um, Mm. those were things that I generally wanted to do overall um, in both drafts wait on quarterback a little bit I was like okay we do that Um, but the the, it's so funny doing it in real time like the depth in g5 relative to p5 is hilarious there's nothing in g5 like but yeah, like see, I was gonna get to that. Like P five seems a little easier. Yeah, than like G5. even in the later rounds of P five, I felt like I didn't really have to empty you didn't my, reach. my chamber. Yeah, yeah. You didn't scrape the bottom of the barrel. You were I just did... taking a lottery ticket play and going the into the draft. I said to Andrew on the side, I go, dude, do you realize how bad the G five side is? Like, exactly. I looked, I looked at all of our best balls, and I was like, all right, let me find all the G five guys. Yeah, and like literally, there were three or four in the first three rounds taken. And I mean, like, if you look at the draft, like, there's Lou Nichols and Rasheen Ali are legit. Then, like, right. the next conceivable options were like Dell, Cropper, Rice, Mims, Cobbs. Mm-hmm. Cephas, and then someone had taken Tanner Mordecai, but like, right, that's crazy. And then, then it's a 16 team league, it's crazy. Yeah, my third I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, or, like that. Oh, like Cobbs was the eighth pick in the draft, and like, I like him fine, but where does he go in like oh, overall? What fourth, fifth? Yeah, right? Cobbs yeah. is like, yeah, like a fourth. I mean, it's truly. Three or four in the top three rounds. You know, Dwayne McBride is up there. Um, yeah. The, uh, I mean, most of the people in this draft, I think, have done it in previous years, which I I always think that having experience at a format gives you such a decided advantage relative to everyone else. So I felt like, Chris, we were just like playing blind in terms of trying. I don't know. But you, you have your projections that you love to do, you do so you don't actually think. Um, but <laughs> I, like, I, I, a thinking man, felt like I I was at a disadvantage relative to everyone else who could probably adapt the strat- adopt the strategy just 
based on what they saw, they've seen play out in previous years. Um, How much do you think they actually like paid attention to it though? Like it's probably I, know, one year, I mean they probably it's remembered it right after right. the fact, and then they're like, "Oh, he won because he had this and this," and right. you know. And then I will say it. This made me this this draft brought me back to the um, the fifty teamer. I know. I was thinking that too. And and the thing that like really caught on for me was uh, I said to myself. I wanted to just spread the picks around for the most part, but I did not want to get caught with my pants down when it came to quarterbacks or tight ends. And then like, I thought you pit your pick of Koontz was like probably one of the best picks. The reason being is the drop off is so huge. It reminds me of um, Jalen Samuels at NC state back in the day. Yeah. And if you took him in that 50 teamer, I think I took him and it shows you how bad I was at that league. (laughs) I like you should have had a huge advantage, and I did. I ended up not, but he so should when, have had a huge advantage. You're talking about the old Dominion tight end. He went second round, and then the next tight end went in the fifth round. Josh Simon went in the fifth round. Ryan Jones in the sixth. Like that's just gross. Yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't like tight ends were like if you didn't grab one at that first one, it felt like you should just no wait reason, at that point. There was no reason to even grab one yet. Yeah. I'd have probably it, been the guy that waited to like the twelfth round, even thinking out a tight end. That's what I essentially did. So on the quarterback front, P five didn't feel so bad. Yeah, but the G five again felt awful. Like yeah, they were just so it got so. I took Frank Harris in the second round. This, by the way, the fan tra- trucks got really jacked up, and so a lot of these picks are off, or not a lot, but mm-hmm. some are off. Um, but yeah, like I took Frank Harris because I was like, I'm not getting stuck with nobody. Yeah, that's so a good quarterback. Though. I mean, I like him, pick. but I mean, yeah. second pick that that just feels bad. Yeah, yeah. but but well, it, it, give context though. Like the three picks prior to him were Clayton Toon, Schley, Daigie, and then you took Harris. So, like, what other options did you really have? I mean, I guess you could have gone, waited, and gone Millen Cordero, but the hundred thirtieth. Ranked quarterback, why would you take him in there that early? Is that Millen? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably another pod topic. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go back. Let's rewind here and go back to the P5. So, um, like I said, Five. Andrew had the sixth pick. You took Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. Um, that seems not that's necessarily like really high, but um, any reason you went Charbonnet over Gibbs or Vaughn? Um, not, I mean, not especially I've talked, you just like Charbonnet more. Yeah. We've talked before. Like, I, I think there's pretty clearly like eight top backs. I was picking between like three or four of them at point at, at that point, And I was, yeah. I figured, uh, this was, this is another opportunity to enhance my exposure to a guy that I already am trying to get as many times as I can as we'll just keep going all in. And then Chris come down to pick 13 took Jordan Addison. Yeah. Um, were you I mean, targeting, like- were you targeting receiver? Or was it just kind of like, okay, he fell to me. I'm, I'm grabbing him. I was really hoping one of Gibbs or Vaughn would fall somehow, like, and just hope some crazy quarterback stuff happened. But I didn't really have, like, I knew at 13, I just knew who the top mm-hmm. typical 15 to 20 picks are that I also agree with. And then it just came down to who was there. Like, I didn't come into it thinking Jordan Addison and then Miles Price. It just was like, at this point, you can't, I can't not. I know for me, Miles Price was the obvious choice. Because I'm not like I get Tavian Thomas, and I do have un- enough of him, um, but I just didn't. 
think it was worth going him over Miles Price. And then, you know, you look at the guys afterwards and uh, just felt the same way. The only other guy I would have considered maybe is like Hooker, just if right. I wanted to go quarterback. Yeah. So you ended up taking Price second round. <laughs> Andrew took Michael Mayer right after Bowers went. Was that influenced by the Bowers pick? Probably. Okay. I, but I mean, I, I wanted to. All the other players that went probably five, the five six trailing five six picks trailing that were all the guys I actually wanted, and then I looked at the board and I was like, "There's no one that interesting." So, right, I'll just take Mayer. Would, would you have gone Bowers over Mayer if he was available? Probably not. You would have gone Mayer regardless. Yeah. What if Bowers didn't go at all? Would mm. you have got? You would have gone Mayer's or Mayer there? No, I probably I probably wanted to take in a tight end. It went across okay. my mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's so it did influence the pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I said it in the article. I was I saw I missed in, on Koontz on the G five, so I was like, I'm getting your like I'm getting a tight end early. And then I took Eurosec and it just didn't feel that great. Yeah, like five people fact. said the same thing. I said the same thing as well. It's like what the F when all these good <laughs> tight ends are going like rounds ten through fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> After the fact, I mean yeah, Jaheim Bell is late, Marshawn Ford. Like, there's definitely an advantage to having Eurosec over those guys, like Latu and even like a Peyton Durham. But yeah. the problem is, you know, you take a you take a a flex guy or a quarterback there, and there's just a bigger difference between them. Yeah. So go down to round three, and apparently your third round pick isn't showing here, Chris, but Andrew takes Ibrahim there in with the sixth pick in the third round. Do you like that pick? Or not not really. <laughs> I did I, I didn't think you did because yeah. I was looking at it, I was like, that seems Yeah. I mean, I, I, he could be great. I just I, it seems higher than he's been going. I mean everybody's going higher than they yeah. it's all it's all it, it's P five format, but look at the running backs who come after him. Yeah. Like, who are the next five running backs? Die. I don't know. It's it's blank for Chris unless that's I took your sec. That's where I took the tight end. Like I Fantra- said, Fantrax. Fantrax okay. did funky okay. stuff during this dra- draft. So okay. Froden was trying to pick up the pieces in term and like put things back together. So I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So you took your sec in the third round. Um, yeah. But after your pick, there was Die, Dominic Richardson, Brock, uh, Eton Thompson. Yeah. Thompson, Cardwell, Pete. I mean, it's not a bad pick like when yeah. you look at it in, in context to what the draft actually – how it he, unfolded. He tore his Achilles, right? Right. Yeah. That feels real bad. That's I mean, a terrible yeah. injury for a running back. It is, right? But, I mean, I don't know. What What is the reason that – why did Kai Thomas and Marquis Irving leave? Did, are they seeing Mo healthy? I mean, he was doing stuff in spring ball, right? Uh, there's yeah. no depth there. It's Bryce Did Williams you see down. the tweet not too long ago about how Fleck is like – I heard about, players. I was just going Fleck is apparently like a real, real dick. Yeah, yeah. Real I mean, that, what? What is, have you ever seen? Him What's talk? new? That's What's new? Thing. Right. But yeah. no, like there was like a a public like one of the former players. Like now that I'm not a player anymore, I can yeah. speak out. You know, kind of thing. But like saying how he isn't the guy you guys think he is. Blah 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 blah. Have Have Adam on the show. Get his thoughts. I could, I guess I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so guest. All right. So I, I won't go through round by round, but is there any pick that you're really proud of in this draft? Like maybe yeah. later, like 
even in like the teens, twenties, like that you'd like that you're like, you know what? I'm I'm so glad I got him. Mm. I, know I'm, I know I'm putting you guys on the spot. You but. think I actually remember all my picks? That's funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, Adrian Martinez felt good in round six, right? That's like mm. I, I like the Devin Neal pick in round seven, Chris. That's not me. I don't like him to be honest, but De- Devin Devin Neal. That's not me. Yeah. Everybody else likes. Him. I took him. Everybody else likes him. In round seven, though, in the P five. But in round seven, that's there. why I was like, even I, I can't ignore it. I sh- I wanted Knight though. And that's who I was going to take. And then he went right before him. Mm, yeah. Damian Martinez. I like, uh, I got Kobe Lewis in the 14th. Mm-hmm. I think like at that point we were just taking, it felt like Andrew made a good point to me on the side. It was like, it feels like we're just picking who, what backups going to oh, play. Cause the starter got hurt. I love Donovan green in the 12th round, Andrew. Dude, that was nice. Right. That's about complimenting me on that as well. Uh, nice. Yeah, dude, I, I thought it was weird. Like Bobo you know, went right there to Chris in round twelve. Also, we uh, nice. what's it called? We, I mean, a lot of the people we were playing with, it felt pretty apparent. Come from a background of uh, uh, of focusing on how players translate from college to the NFL. Like a, a lot of the the players with NFL talent were going earlier. So it surprised me when I got that that Arizona dude uh, McMillan in the 26th round. Like, why is that guy available? He's going to start year one. They are going to suck, uh, and maybe Cowan <laughs> doesn't translate from the G5 to the P5. Like that dude, yeah, probably is going to have some big weeks, and I'm taking him in the 26th round. So that felt nice. That's a good pick. I just, mm-hmm. you know, he is a true freshman with Jaden Delora, who was like pretty good for right. fantasy purposes last year. I mean, they were pretty awful. Like the thing is. If they don't score touchdowns, then like, what's he gonna do? You know, like he's got to get a lot of volume. So how do you think this league actually? How do you think this league actually shapes up though? Like in practice, week to week. I, I one of the, I guess one of the points that I that I tried to focus on is that floor feels ultra important in this because of how we're it's sixteen teams across sixty five teams, which is like it's so different than the best balls that we're doing now. Now. For the most part, uh, like we're constantly drafting best balls right across all 130, and there's 12 of us. You can try and hit home runs, no problem, across those 28 rounds. You can take chances taking players that are 20 to 30 percent because you're going to ha- have built enough enough depth to um, to account for that, I think, and you'll be able to establish a nice floor with little problem, with little concern. But in this format, it's tougher to establish that fo- floor, I think, unless you're focusing on it. So when you when you just start taking backups, praying that people are going to get hurt and that's going to save your team, like first of all, do some fucking research and actually try and figure out who's going to be a starter on a team instead of just trying to get lucky and, and handcuff someone else's uh, starting running back, right? Um, but when you lean into that strategy, you're just guaranteeing yourself zeros unless someone gets hurt, which in a format where again there's like so there's all so many you're inherently going to be trying your, your your hardest just to find floor without mm. having just a byproduct of the, the format. Just guaranteeing yourself zeros just off the bat doesn't feel like the brightest strategy to me. No. And I think everybody to a certain extent took backups or like handcuffs. I know I did. Um, but, you know, if the guy is good enough and you do a good job with bye weeks, like, 
if you think the Oregon running back position is going to be awesome and you take the top two guys, you're guaranteeing awesome every week, right? Like generally speaking. Oh, there's a difference between a 1A and a 1B, a 1A, 1B situation and like going for some. For I don't, but I think there. like a lot of guys are like just, I think some of those are, but I think yeah. like for me, I took Austin Jones because like there is a shot that, I mean, he's, we've seen Oklahoma do the cowbell type and then the, you know, the, yeah. the spread it around guy. So like there's a, there's a, 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 a possibility that we get that with Austin Jones at the least. And he's a handcuff. I mean, I think when you, I think getting like the guy that is not considered the starter, but could very well be like, has a decent shot. Like an Elijah young, I thought was, I think that was Scott Bell made a great pick with that. Yeah, pick like I think Austin Jones has a better than 5% chance. And if you get yeah. those guys late, you know, like Kevon Lee for me, like he's supposed to start and lose the job, right? But like, yeah. what if he's just awesome in the first three weeks? I think that's different, though. I don't, I don't think that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to articulate. Is like, do you have an example in your head right now? No, I, I would need to. Think what about what about me taking? I took both BYU quarterbacks. I had to do research and figure out who the backup was. Which Romney did you take? Conover. Conover. You didn't take a Romney. There's like four of them, right? Uh, there is like four of them. Yeah. <laughs> what about, what are your guys thoughts on me taking Micah Davis? Well, so you, you read my mind. I was thinking about taking Sears in both drafts. <laughs> I've made the joke. Can I take a, like, could I take Lou Nichols in the power five draft and just, and if he transfers <laughs> to, and the, the answer is yes, by the way, you could. Sure. You could. Why wouldn't you? But I just, yeah. I mean, that, that feels like wasting a pick because he's not even in the portal. Like Mike, Micah Davis. Do we think Micah Davis is good by the way? Like um, college good. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, you I, know, I, I saw yeah. that he was looking at Indiana or Indiana offered him or something like that. Really? That's mm-hmm. cool. I've been trying. That's not helpful for Chris, though, because that's P5. Yeah, I took right. him to G5. I need him to go to the Mac. We follow, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but we followed him from the, the pod Twitter account. Oh, really? Micah? Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's cool. I was going to try to sneak like an interview with him and just, hey, where are you, you going to go yeah, from Air yeah, Force? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see like how cool that was going to be. Like, say, hey, you... Dude, ask him if he wants to commit on air. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, he did get an offer last I saw from uh, Indiana. Mm. It's not great. Yeah. On July 3rd, received an offer from Indiana. What, what his, was he playing like that, that Caden Rems, Remsburg role where it's like the fake receiver and you just take sweeps all day? <laughs> he just goes in motion all the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. he's the. I don't think he's a deep threat. That was Brendan Lewis, who I, I who uh, went pro. Great idea, going like just skipping uh, your senior year at Air Force. And, he must not uh, have wanted to be there. <laughs> yeah, but I, I drafted him in our first best ball, so that was exciting. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a slot back. They, they call him a wide receiver, but he's yeah, which yeah. would you prefer? Like in my shoes right now, which would you prefer the like the slot receiver, slot back type, or like the six four, two oh five guy? Um, I always go for the the big receivers. That's at, at, at Air Force, I'm saying oh, like in terms of, like Air Force. of where he's going to transfer. 
which is which is a better situation? Would you want Micah Davis to be like 5'11", 190 and transferring to Purdue, or would you want him being 6'4", 205 and transferring? Are you to asking Purdue because you know like I have no idea what he kind of what his body type is? I have no <laughs> idea what his body type is. Either. I've just looked at it. So I like, thought he was I'm, tall, but five, I guess. Five, back, he's got to be like a smaller but dude. Once he like said five ten, like one eighty. Yeah. Once he said five, slot back, five eleven, one seventy-five. Yeah, once he said slot back, I was like, yeah, he's not six foot. <laughs> Just playing Calvin Johnson in, in the slot back role. <laughs> oh man! So I I saw you, uh, not you. Somebody took Booby Curry right at the very end of the G five. By the way, I mean you yeah. got to right. Like right. there's literally, yeah. Buffalo's not going to be afraid to throw it a little bit, dude. That that was a good pick, and there was one other. Oh, um, Ricky White was an amazing pick. Is that UNLV? Yeah, he's already listed as a starter. Even though they're, I don't, I don't trust their depth chart. Um, because they have Harrison Bailey as like QB three, and um, and Ricky White as a starter. Something feels off about it. What about Marion Hrabowski? That's oh, the guy you took at the he's end. He's gonna, he's gonna take uh the my my Western Michigan's uh guy's uh, job. I mean, I was just shooting in the air. I took Matt. McDonald. It could like, happen. I mean, have you seen Mariana play football? Yes. He yeah, makes I, I so bad. He doesn't exactly – the forward pass doesn't come very naturally. To well, him. you don't take Krabowski <laughs> and Corey Crooms. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I don't think I did. Okay. Although I like Corey Crooms. Yeah. That could I, quickly change I don't, if it's I'm not exactly Hrabowski. encouraged by Sal Pecker, however you say his name. Like, I'm just praying the guy doesn't lose his job too so, quickly. Um, one th- point I want to make before we move on, Mike Bainbridge had the best draft in G5. Can we go? Oh, gosh. So he's drafting guys to win the league in round. What round is this? He's 16. Just- and you guys are taking guys that <laughs> do shit Actually, playing? I commended his draft, so I don't disagree. He took uh, Broussard. Ari Broussard went in the 16th round and – you guys are taking, although I like Chris's tight end there, Sefkick, if that's how you even say his name, Sefchik. Sefsick. That's Sefchik. a good pick. Um, and then you took Jamal Bell. Okay. A week, a week zero guy, I, I would like to add. <laughs> There's no way. Mike <laughs> Andrew's draft was so heavily mad. weighted. Mike is going to be so mad when he hears this because he, he, he has the to same, know this. Dude, he's the so, same thing. That's a stupid rule because it's not possible to field a roster. <laughs> we have like what ten starting players. It's not possible to field a roster for everybody with week zero. It's not. What do you do? You, what do you do? You want to change the rules after we draft them now? Just because you were ignorant? <laughs> I'm not saying we change the rules. I'd like also, it to just also, be known that it's a stupid rule. That's not possible to field a roster. G five or P five? P five, I would agree. You have to make some bad decisions. G five. How many G five guys? You never answered my question. How many G five guys do you think I have that play with zero? I said ten. Sixteen. <laughs> hmm. At a certain point, it was incidental, but uh, well, you like you like some of those guys. I do, I do, and they came naturally in G five, and the P five had to force it a little bit. It doesn't. It's not possible for sixteen people to be able to field ten roster spots each. The the and uh, either of them, especially like, was thirty two starting quarterbacks. The um, the point is, you're hurting the G five or the the week zero guys' feelings if you don't give them all their games. <laughs> 
They need to. Jared said it, and they would never do this in the NCAA because they don't give a shit about CFF. They need to make it where if you're week zero, you're week one by. That way, you can, as a CFF community, we can co- uh, combine zero, uh, week zero and week one as right. one scoring week. Right. Give the, give the option and do to like do something like that or whatever. That is what they should do. There's no way they'll do it, and they shouldn't yeah. do it just for CFF. I'm not like ignorant like that. In, not in saying previous Jared's ignorant. Years, I'm saying that it's, it's in not previous a, years, it used, used to be like if you played week zero, you actually had a week one by, but right. not anymore. Like it was your week one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything you want to add to your draft um, comments? Because I liked Mike's Boise picks too. He, took he just guys. hit on all of yours. Yeah. Ooh, I got to get a battery charger. I'll be back. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I pulled this draft up and I like searched certain names, like find and page, like to see who took them. And every time it was Bainbridge, I'm like, <laughs> He's been listening to the pod, man. I know he does. Yeah. He comments all the time. Yeah. So, what do you think? Did you realize? I'm gonna say two names. I want you to tell me if you realize they transferred, mm-hmm. and then where they're at right now. Okay. Sam Crawford, the receiver from Tulsa. No. He is at Rice, hanging with your boy Ooh. Ari Broussard. Mm. So he's gonna watch him run the ball. He's gonna block he's gonna, for him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Joe Irvin. Kansas State running back behind Deuce Vaughn. No. He's at Middle Tennessee. He's like close to you, man. Uh, Murfreesboro. Yeah. I remember everybody went there out of high school. It's, Is that like the college school that everybody goes to? From it's like school? the one that, no offense to MTSU, but it's like the school. The fallback. That, yeah. You can't get into UT Knoxville, so you go to MTSU. And I don't know if this is true or not. I just remember when we were in like seniors in high school, it was like the SDD capital of. That's like the, it's funny that fits to a T what Georgia school you think. Uh, Georgia state. Georgia Southern. Southern. Middle nowhere, fallback school. And apparently lots of STDs. I have no idea. I can either right. confirm nor deny. No, I can't either. But that was like the, the big deal. Like, oh, you're going to MTSU. You're going to get an STD. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, that's yeah. yeah for a college kid. It could be worse. Right. Oh, we got a comment. Who is this? Oh, oh, boy. Oh, Jared, my advisor, tried to get me to go to MTSU. Georgia Southern, 100%. I can confirm. Georgia Southern, though, has like a really good engineering Jared, program. You, hold on. Jared, you can confirm how. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I think every state probably has that school that is like frowned upon if you go there. What school is that in Jersey? Is that Monmouth? Rutgers. No, I'm just kidding. Andrew. He's, he's deep in thought. What was the question? So we were talking about Middle Tennessee and Georgia Southern being the fallback schools that for everybody that's local to like the state, and then like nobody actually sets out to go there, but then yeah. they can't. They don't want to get into the entry requirements are a little lower, and they're like, you know what, I get a little bit more money if I go here, so they end up going there. You get like in-state, you know, Georgia's cool, yeah. and then it also um, is like the STD school. It's like a, that's like <laughs> yeah. the stereotype. What school yeah. in uh, Jersey is that? So Rutgers hits a bunch of those checkpoints. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is just the fallback? No, um, not so much the fallback, back, but the other things you guys were, were what's saying. The, what's the fallback? And fallback. 
I don't know. I feel like, I mean, mom, mom is my alma mater. Uh, definitely kind of for where we grew up, like was uh, kind of served that, but it's not cheap. It, it's a private school. You can get a lot it, of feels, it feels more Ivy league than it does. Yeah. Fallback. When I said Monmouth? Monmouth originally, I was like, well, no, I'm just saying right. like, like the name of it. Monmouth sounds That's more regalness like, to it. I guess. Oh. Cause they think Dartmouth. Yeah, and you're no, like, no. Monmouth. Is Monmouth like Dartmouth light? Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> it's gone off the rails. What are we talking about next? So Jared asked, is Joy-Z. it Joyzy Community College? <laughs> it's so funny to me that Community College and Jugo are the same thing. I didn't know this until like five years ago, maybe. Really? Yeah, I was like, ooh, what's Jugo? Jugo sounds so interesting. And I realized like the Community Brandon College Sanders. five minutes from like where I grew up or whatever is like, is, it's a Juco. It's the same thing. It's just like different term. Brandon Sanders says ECU in North Carolina is the, the fall. ECU back. And then App is State supposed gets to be pretty home. fun though. Not that the other ones we haven't mentioned are, are fun, but like ECU yeah. is like a pretty fun school from what I can yeah. gather. Like I'm not like knocking these schools. It just, it, every state I feel like has one. Like I'm just in Tennessee. So MTSU was that one. Which, by the way, Andrew, you talk about like community college. Um, like we got Northwest Mississippi Community College right down that's the road. That's the big one, right? No, no, that's North East Mississippi. No, oh, that's East Mississippi. Okay. That's like in the middle of nowhere. That's like a lot of them, though, right? Like it, they tend to be decent. As- <laughs> what are we talking about next? <laughs> I mean, it's it's bad. But anyway, um, ECU is a total party school, LOL. Oh, well, I think that's most SEC <laughs> schools in this area, right in the South. So um, it's not ACC or SEC, but you get the idea. Um, oh, yeah. one thing we were going to talk about pre-show, and I told you to hold it. So completely, this is, <laughs> there's like no segue into this. It's just we're going to jump into it. So I was eating Chipotle like pre-show, and – Chris says, you know, I used to eat Chipotle all the time, blah, blah, blah. Andrew's like, oh, it doesn't do it for me. Then I asked, what food do you eat? Like if like your go-to staple food. And then I said, hold it for the pod. So Andrew, if you could have one food, you're like, you know what? Your guilty pleasure. What, 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 what time of day, what meal are we talking about? Like, are, like should I just dinner. walk you through my optimal eating schedule throughout the entire day? <laughs> just do I like, one meal. One meal. You got your and, last meal. Your cel- yes. celebratory maybe meal. Your last meal. What yeah. is it? Well, I'm probably grabbing from multiple restaurants and making a, like a <laughs> combination of things. I, I mean, pizza. Oh. I could eat pizza for Me like too. dinner pretty much every single night, and as long as it's good, I'm down. Yeah, I could do that too. Okay, yeah. then we've already done the topping thing, right? We did that like ten we episodes talk. ago. Yeah, we <laughs> talked. We talked that, yeah. I would like to add that I got E. coli from Chipotle, and I said, I hope you don't get Chipotle or E. coli from Chipotle. I don't do that anymore. That used to be like my go-to lunch move. Then it got me real good. I'm barbecue, so like Mm. you do great ribs. You probably have great ribs around you. Yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat every single time. See, I've been been here my whole life. Like barbecue is good. I really like it a lot, but it's one of those things that even as I live here, I don't eat it very often. Cause it's too close. You're, you just can't yeah. enjoy it. It's like it. Memphis barbecue. You know, like, yeah. Do you, do you, are you a big breakfast person or people or no? I like breakfast food. I don't usually eat 
That's so weird to me. I wake up and I absolutely have a huge breakfast every single day. Like I'll pour myself a bowl of cereal, make myself some either uh, like meat, egg and cheese sandwich or just like uh, I've stolen recipes from other people like uh, like egg white, hot sauce, cheese, ketchup on uh, a bagel. I'll fuck with that. Um, And then fruit, coffee. Like I'm doing the, I'm you're doing, doing all of it. Yeah, I'm doing a whole. Spread. Are you a? Are you a for your cereal? Are you heavy milk or mm-hmm. whatever, or light on the milk? It's actually I mean, first. Are you cereal right. or milk first? It's not a. There's no question. Like the people who who say milk first, like they're just trying to start. You know, <laughs> okay, okay, good. We're, we're all on the same page. They're doing the goose. We're all on the same page. Okay, good. Excellent. Yeah. Um. But the, the the heavy heavy milk. I mean, it's got to be the is idea. It really is it soupy right? or is you, it real like oatmeal-y where it's kind of thick? Probably in between. It's it like it, a, it needs to be. But I can't be having any dry bites. Gotcha. So the only time I feel like it's acceptable to add the cereal into the milk is when you're putting more cereal into the bowl. Of course. Right. Yeah. Of course. Everyone. So does. do you add more milk on top of it? If I is, overestimate how much cereal I put in there, like if I if put you over milk the first time, you don't I have to do it. Yeah, there's a variety of it, but in you know the genuine intention of what we awesome. do here is we do the cereal, then we do the milk. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely. you know I've done more recently, and then we can talk maybe football again. I don't know. Is uh, I have started to make like breakfast burritos, and I don't do hmm. like recently. I have had like this awesome hash browns awesome hash browns in my uh burrito and so we have these amazing french fries that are frozen from costco i will throw them cooked in my burrito sounds incredible it's it's the same thing (laughs) it's both potatoes dude that's awesome i know it's good i know it's like legal because my wife didn't like smack me when i told her i did it I'm intimidated by the idea of breakfast burritos because I'm like the idea of folding it and doing it correctly in a way that's actually going to be appetizing and visually appealing is like I know I'm not going to get there and it's going to be a ruined experience. So I don't even bother attempting. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll move off the food topic and get back to football. So um, I want to just go ahead and jump into our our win totals. Yeah, let's do it. Series and I, I already picked one out. I was thinking about it today. I don't know really why. I must have seen something and it made me think. Hmm. Michigan State. Yes. Yes. Michigan State. And I'm. Oh, that's coming. Did you see it pop up or somebody? Someone posted a graphic that was like, "How many wins does does Michigan State win this year?" Yes, and that's what it was. I, I had saw it and was like, I five, I'm not going to say anything. Five bucks is Zach. No, that's right, because I almost quote tweeted it and said, hmm, maybe we'll discuss this tonight, but I didn't. And You're predictable, here we, Zach. Here we are. Um, so we'll go ahead and start with Michigan State. They open with Western Michigan. I think we say win Dub. there. Akron, we give them the win there. At Washington. Give them the win there too, right? I do, I do too. I just Washington don't. State, or no, you're right. It is Washington. Washington. Sorry, I flipped my monitor back to this way, so it's not. I don't get the full thing. I'm have to scroll down. That's fine. I like. I mean, I like Michigan State. What about you, Andrew? Mm, I, I would just like. Think think I would like to pick Washington. Washington. Yeah. So three and zero, or what? No, we mean well. The two of us had already said Michigan yeah. State. So we're gonna say three and zero. Then they get they go, no, they get Minnesota at home. They get like Mo and his Achilles. Right. So week four. 
rounding into form, taking 40 carries at at, at a clip. (laughs) I still think they win that game. 4-0. I do too. Andrew? Not like it matters, but... Yeah, that's an L. For Michigan State? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Maryland... Win. A win. A win. At Maryland. Then they get Ohio State at home. Loss. We're going to say loss, right? Then they get Wisconsin for homecoming. That's really a tough homecoming. That's a a a loss. That is, yeah. Yeah. That's so it's back to back losses. They get the bye week. Then they go at Michigan. Loss. Yeah. I mean, you would, one would think. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, anything can happen, obviously, but I think we all say loss. I don't know. Andrew's pretty anti Michigan. So what do you think? It, that came so wild every year, right? Uh, let's give it is. let's give Michigan the win. Okay. Uh, optimally, I would pick dueling losses here. So, but okay. Then they get come back after three straight losses at Illinois. Win. Any objections? No, I mean it's it's Illinois, so no. no let's Rutgers. Move on, let's move on to this game. Rutgers. This is the tricky one. So we're going to be fired up after they after their coach decided he was going to steal our our hashtag last year, and then they they, they eked out a win against us. Some turnover luck, a couple of bounces, maybe the refs got involved. This year we're back for revenge, though. We're taking back the the chop uh, hashtag. They, I don't even think they use it anymore. They moved on to some other shit that Tucker will steal from from a different fan base. But we're, we're going to come away with a win this year. I think we're going to go into East Lansing and come out with a dub. I'm cool with it if you're cool with it. You got Rutgers? I was going to actually kind of say Rutgers might pull that one out. Yeah. It was easier than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you follow Rutgers, man? Not not that much. I was just going to say, you you just did a great job there with that uh, yeah. so analysis. Indiana win. Yeah. And yeah. then well, at, they closed at Penn State. Um. We do, you said, think Al- Aller, do you think Aller is taken over by that point? No. Yeah, I think Aller sits the whole time, man. Yeah, Clifford all year. I think it's a loss. I mean, there's just such a high likelihood that that's like a whiteout that like both teams are like – I mean, it's – I don't know. No, Michigan State, we just said it's going to lose like six games. But there's a <laughs> decent chance that we're going to get like a like a seven and four against maybe like a – nine and two or something and they get a white out on 8 p.m abc you know like they love doing that type of stuff yeah we can get penn state the win so we have them going seven and five michigan what, state what's the win total like seven and a half i don't know that's you know, what you know? you're supposed to that's what it, you're supposed it is, to do. it is what i'm supposed to do here i'll pull it up what are the five losses um ohio state wisconsin michigan rutgers penn state <laughs> Rad tag bunch. I'm assuming their win total is probably was it eight and a half? I would say probably eight. Yeah, DraftKings low. It's very slow. Uh, I, I I think I feel like I saw it was seven and a half. I'm pulling it up now though. Hmm. What do you? What team do you want to do next? While I'm uh, figuring. Um. Out? Well, I'm just sitting here thinking like Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Penn State. I feel like they're going to win one of those four games. 
I just don't know which one I would pick for them to win. Maybe Wisconsin, but probably not. I don't know, man. I think there's a chance that uh, Michigan State's kind of average, like very average. Like, why? what were they two years ago? It wasn't as good as last year. And why were they that good last year? Because Kenneth Walker was a beast. Yeah. If Kenneth Walker does a run for five touchdowns, they also lose to Michigan. And if the referees call the quarterback down like they should have on the sack from Hutchinson, Michigan wins. So they got, I think I saw something from Connolly, Bill Connolly, that was like they were very lucky. Um, it's seven and a half with some juice on the over. Oh, Ooh. which makes sense. I assume, I, I assume not many are expecting the Rutgers L. Have we done Kentucky? Uh, according to our spreadsheet, no, we have not. Let's do them then. Let's do Kentucky. Oh, shoot. Hold on. While you're doing this, thoughts on Michigan State playing Gonzaga on a carrier ship? Is that is that the the matchup last time was Michigan State UNC, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I love it. I love the well, I love the the, like the angles and the shot, the camera shots that you can get on that. Like, I think it's super cool. Yeah, especially nowadays with like the mm-hmm. how badass TVs can be, you probably get yeah. some really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Kentucky's who we've got up next. They open up uh against Miami, Ohio. Win. Yep. At Florida week two. Dude, every that that team felt so weird last year because I would constantly Florida find- or Kentucky. Kentucky. I would try and stream their defense in CFF against bad opponents last year, and they were too. They were like against FCS schools and other garbage teams. They would. They were all, at halftime in these games. They both teams were in double digits, and the game was close. I felt like they just played to their competition level every single week. They would play up. They would play down. It ended up. I mean, obviously, they didn't end up drop, dropping any of those games. Would they end up with to like ten wins, eleven wins last year, something like that? But I don't, um, I don't like that non con again is such a cakewalk. I'm gonna say they lose to Florida. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Florida's all that great, but right. I just can't get on board with week two at Florida in the swamp. Like, eh, I don't think they can, they're gonna go in there and beat them. I don't know. Levis might show you what he's worth 15th round value. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Then they go week three, Youngstown State, win, Northern Illinois, week four, win, at Ole Miss, a loss. Yeah, I, I like Ole Miss on the road, for sure. Where, um, so, uh, at, is Christopher Rodriguez playing these games, or what's going to happen there? Oh, There's a <laughs> He... He had like off-field stuff, and then like there was this rumor that he pissed off a lot of teammates about the NLI stuff. Is that NIL yeah. stuff? Where are you getting? You have you've had some juicy gossip. Yeah, so I read <laughs> something. I don't know where it was. Maybe it was on Discord, and I just you missed it accidentally or something. But basically, it was like he had signed an NIL deal deal with somebody that incorporated his teammates, and he skipped out on all of them. And so the company was pissed at him. His teammates were pissed <laughs> at him because he didn't do any of the stuff he was supposed to. And because of it, like I read it, it was like 
the the team doesn't care about the actual legal stuff. Like right now, the team is pissed because of how he treated his teammates and how he mm. screwed them over. So it's like an internal issue more. Yeah, so. it's like a chemistry thing. Mm. I feel like, dude, I don't know about you. Maybe I'm just like following it too closely, but I've always kind of gotten sketchy vibes from him in the sense that, okay, flashback maybe a year or two ago, when their, their depth chart was AJ Rose, Smoke, and then him. And you, when he gets carries like that year, that dude, like the dude is, he's huge, fast, agile. Like he's just so obviously amazing. What is this dude doing third string, <laughs> right? It makes like, yeah. Like when that happens, you got to think like, okay, this guy is possibly not the, like something is wrong academically or he's just not the best teammate. It, and then last year, like obviously he's made the guy and the dude can't stop fumbling the ball. <laughs> like it was so bad that they almost benched him for smoke and which was like, would have, cost them games and get on top of the fact that he's trying to give away games fumbling multiple times in multiple games maybe he's laying points you know mm. the only thing i can think of is like that first year where like why is he third string is like you know sometimes you like even when i was playing back in baseball it was like oh of course you hit a home run you were facing this walk-on pitcher you know like what if they're just like, you know, you were playing third, second and third string defensive guys. Like, of course you trash them, you know? Like, uh, yeah. That's the only thing that I can think of that's not like, dude, you know, have you off ever, field weird have you ever stuff. watched him run the ball though? And then you see smoke, like he, like, I don't know, Zach, if you want to pull up there, his dimensions, but he's like, I think he's like six one two ten. And Who, Smoke like, or Chris Rodriguez? Chris Rodriguez. That's what, that, that's what I feel like just watching this play. Like he plays like a big dude. And then. Rose and Smoke are just like these little scat backs. I don't know. It just felt like 5'11", 224. All right, yeah. Yeah, he's and real big. It's not like he's just lumbering around out there either. Like he's he can he can cut, he can make moves. Mm. I don't know. I I've it, it sketched me out and like obviously all the messages continuing to be sketchy. That being said, of course, I took him in the second round in my most important league last year, which I mean it, it wasn't the end of the world, but well, I feel like he could have been better, all things considered. So what you're saying is a loss at Ole Miss. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. And then South Carolina, that's an interesting game because yeah. we we still don't know really what South Carolina is going to look like. What do you think South Carolina's odds are to uh, win the SEC? I don't know if it's, if it's like – if you're able to say win the East or win the whole SEC, win the whole thing. I I, I saw this the other day and probably higher than it should be. Is it 40 to one? Chris, what do you think? I mean, probably, I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. Something like, yeah, probably something like 25 or 30, 150 to one. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well then that feels pretty legit. I mean, they have to go through Georgia yeah, and Alabama and, and Tennessee, right. um, but isn't like isn't the argument like I I don't know I don't, I don't know about you I think South Carolina is going to be very good and let's just say Georgia takes a step back then they are in the title game none of these other teams in the SEC East are going to do it I don't think you like, don't think Tennessee is better than South Carolina I think Tennessee is more fun than they are good I could be wrong about that but That's I think I agree with that I think they'll I think they'll lose games like just inherently yeah. by the way that just Josh Heupel plays ball um, and yeah. I think Kentucky is beatable as well i don't know i i the, my perspective on the east is that if it's not georgia for whatever reason right south carolina probably is the team so yeah. you're saying loss then and if you're oh but and if you're in the title game you're not 150 to one right so like i don't know 
Yeah. It just feels, feels like you can craft a path. 150 to uh, one feels like something you should bet on, right? Yeah. That doesn't feel well, bad at all. Myself excluded uh, for a few for a few weeks because I was <laughs> burning money on baseball. So <laughs> you should be able to do it. Like, all right, let's get back to the, to the topic here. We still have like 20 minutes before we hit our typical number. We still got another team to do. Okay, okay, <laughs> Zach, man, let the talent be talent. Well, okay, yeah. fine. I'll let uh, Jared had a comment. Georgia would have to take a big step back and South Carolina a big step forward for them. Not to really. Win. Not really. All they'd have to do is be Georgia. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like if they just like South Carolina. I mean, like, SEC is a joke on the East. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I feel like I still would think I would a big step forward for South Carolina everything. feels inevitable to me. They took like 15 players from other schools, a lot of them respectable. So Yeah. 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 I don't think it's going to happen by any means, no, but I definitely either. agree. I thought your original question was going to be like, who would have like the second odds to win the SEC East? And I would have said, mm-hmm. I probably would have said South Carolina or Tennessee. I like Shane Beamer. I think they got a good thing going. Yeah. So. Yeah. Surprising that you, uh, you're down with the Beamer. Shocking. So loss then. Loss. Yeah, loss. I agree. Mississippi State for homecoming. You know, I like Kentucky here. They're going to control the game. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to make mistakes. Win. Then they get the bye week. Then they go at Tennessee off the bye week. Oh. I like yeah. Tennessee. I mean, yeah. I don't think your point is wrong. I 100% agree. They're going to be more fun than good. That's the perfect. That might be the perfect way to encapsulate Tennessee. Like, yeah. Like I keep thinking about Tennessee. Like, man, they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be really cool fantasy-wise. But then, like, how many games are they actually going to win? Like when I actually sit and think about it, Andrew makes a really good point there. There could be a ton of shootouts, right? So like yeah. in- invariably not all of them are going to go your way. Right. All right. So lost to Tennessee, then at Mizzou. Win. Win. And then Vandy win. Then Georgia loss. Unless we think this is like the dream scenario. Georgia's like. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, so lost to Georgia, and then Louisville at the end. They, I think they own Louisville recently, don't they? Dude, do you remember what happened when they played last year? Levis won. Them. Levis won everyone their championship. Was this where your your Conley guy came in, or not no. Conley? Uh, no. You know what I'm talking. Okay. He got a little bit of run that game, I think, because Will Levis <laughs> ran, ran for five touchdowns. Four touchdowns, 113 yards, and four touchdowns. Nice. On ESPN, they you know on the schedule they show you like who led the team in rushing, passing, and receiving. Yeah. The numbers are comical. <laughs> like against Florida, they had the high was eighty-seven passing yards. Rodriguez was ninety-nine rushing yards, and Robinson was sixty-five receiving yards. Sixty receiving yards. Sixty-five receiving. Mm-hmm. Like that's comical, and they won. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So they're gonna beat Louisville. Is what you're saying. Malik Cunningham's not going to do a whole lot. You're saying. I would lean huh. win. I think they just are. Yeah, they had they have a good pedigree of beating. So them Andrew, so. while I count this up, you tell me what they're. I know it. Do you want okay. to? Do you want this? So, so we got them winning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Yep. Losses so, to Ole Miss. Losses to Florida. Okay. Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia. Yeah, the over-under is eight. Mm. That's what I would have guessed. 
So Kentucky is seven. It's a tough schedule, and they play a cakewalk non-conference. It's crazy. Yeah. They got some tough West opponents. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Ole, Ole Miss is rough. Anytime you play Georgia, it's rough. I think it's, yeah. it is a cake schedule, but Louisville's not the you know not the easiest. So that's like a – anytime you have a non-conference rival, it makes your non-conference schedule like – Three awful, awful teams and one like typically pretty decent to good team. It feels like. All right, <laughs> I've already pulled up the third and the final team. I would love to say twelve and zero, dude, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, familiar, I'm familiar with what this schedule does. And it's not Rutgers, right. Rutgers just, this year. I didn't see the Rutgers at the top. It was covered, and I was like, "It'll take me ten minutes to figure out what schedule this is." <laughs> All right. At Boston College to open. Seems like a pretty, like, tough opener. Not impossible, though. No, no, it's not impossible. I'm just saying, like, it's not it's not Wagner in week two. Mm. I need to figure out what I think about Rutgers before I start this. I need to think what Who I think is, about Is it Gavin Wimstad at quarterback? Is he the guy? So people are acting like it is, but I feel like Vedral starts the season. I was reading something because I was thinking about Wimstad in the P5 draft. And it was like they fully plan on using – it sounded like they fully plan on using three quarterbacks. Vedral, uh, hmm. Wimsat, and then like – was it Johnny Langan, number 22 or whatever, the tight end? Every time, I read, every time I read more like previews about college football, I have less faith than anything that's being reported at this stage in the game. Like I feel – I, I feel like it's just rotting my brain what a lot of these, these people who cover teams – think that is just based on absolutely nothing more than what we have access to and they're just worse at processing information like Lang- <laughs> langan is like langan's not gonna play quarterback he's gonna he's, he's just gonna, gonna be like the wildcat yeah he's basically he's basically kt keton uh keton thompson except more in line for, uh, and doing more like inline tight end stuff yeah um but dude they talk they talk <laughs> i think the uh, the Everyone wants Gavin Winsett to be the guy, but that's. The, do you remember his backstory? He's the dude who was like a a, a good, solid four star from Kentucky and reclassified last year to get an NIL deal and start making money and just showed up at Rutgers in the middle of the season and started like working with the program. <laughs> so you're saying yeah. big so, jump in year two? So he like and like they 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 gave him some snaps in the bowl game. It was just a total disaster. He looked awful. He yeah, looked real so, bad. Yeah, yeah. So the idea that he's just gonna like just come in and, and take the job—not that Vedral is anything special—but and Vedral, of course, in, in like he's gonna get hurt. It's gonna happen. It's, and after he gets hurt, he's gonna get worse every single game when they keep trying to play him. Uh, so not just, the schedule enough set makes things set up to be terribly, but just the likely direction that the quarterback room takes as the season progresses also uh, probably isn't overly hopeful. Um, I think that Vedral will probably get 80% of the QB snaps week one. He's at least. I would say that it feels right early. Yeah. He is not good. Looking at, <laughs> that, dude, look at his game log. I mean, I don't think Wimsat's any good either, though, right? Like, so do you think there's a shot that they go Wimsat because he's the young guy? I think that if they do that, they light week one on fire. Uh, like, you know how some schools just make if. Like it, sacrifice you, a week just to it's figure not even out sacrificing a week. It's they're hoping it's a hope that you throw the young guy in and 
the growing pains are offset by po- the positive things you see, but like it, th- that doesn't always happen, right? No. Sometimes it's just an utter disaster, and you end up having like you ruin that guy for the, his entire career. Uh, that, and I think what we've seen with Vedral, too. I love that we're spending so much time on Rutgers. Uh, what we've seen with Vedral is like he's now played two seasons at Rutgers, uh, I believe. His first uh, game at Rutgers, they beat the hell out of Michigan State week uh, one of the COVID year by like 30 points. It was great. Uh, first game back for Shiano. Uh, but he's been good or like at least acceptable at the beginning of years. And But, his, but that dude is not like from a like height, weight, whatever perspective. That dude is not cut to like take the kind of hits that you're going to take as, uh, as a, a P5 quarterback on a team that is still like trying to build that foundational base on like the o-line and stuff like that so he gets hurt every single year gets worn down every single year we keep playing him because we don't really have any other options to and he, he just plays worse as the season goes on because he takes an absolute beating so yeah. in two seasons he has 16 touchdowns to 15 interceptions could be worse could be worse you're right could be a little better i think but maybe this is it maybe this is the year he puts 17 touchdowns on the board this season alone that'd be nice right so back to the original question at boston college week one Mm, i like boston college i think i do too they got the old guy jerko yeah i think think it's fine you can give boston college yeah because they're gonna come back week two and get a win so i think it's okay that they lose. Yeah. Anybody buying the Zay Flowers re like a comeback season hype? It's it's taking a lot to not start buying him. He's getting crazy. I see people talking about him in like five, six, seventh rounds, well, and at the, that point, I'm like, dude, the coaches are like saying every positive thing you could possibly say about the guy. Like you couldn't possibly want anything more to be said than what is being said. Hmm. So you think he's gonna get benched? We too. I hope so. I haven't drafted him. I haven't drafted him anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think like the place he's getting drafted, there's so many options that you'd rather take the the, the chance on if you're if you're gonna take a guy there. Yeah. I just don't think they're gonna score enough either. That's like, kind of the thing. Like his offense is gonna limit him. Even though he's a really good player, it's you you like more opportunity for a guy than what he's gonna get. Yeah, you'd have to have a crazy touchdown rate. To like really yeah. have an awesome season. Jared says he's going round seven in June. It's too rich. Flowers. Yeah. So back to the thing. So Wagner, week two win. At Temple, win. Yep. Now we two and one. We out here just living life, licking our chops. But they could they could smell a bowl game already. <laughs> They're two and one. All right. Then they get Iowa at home. Ooh. <laughs> this is like where like the whole Iowa has like four interceptions for four touchdowns things happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They win 28 to 7 it's all from their defense. Yeah. 14 total yards of offense. You know we always <laughs> play Ohio State tight. Yeah, but that's not good. It's like tight for the first half this year. Yeah. Every year we put up like good points against them. Right. Like so, now, so now they're 2 and 3 after Ohio State. This is the tough one here. Oh, Iowa and then Ohio State. Nebraska. Yeah, they get them at home. It's a a night game. Piscataway. 
Has, has Scott Frost ever been to Piscataway at night? <laughs> it's an atmosphere. I think I they mean, win. Yeah, I can, let's do it. Let's I think win. they beat Nebraska. I'm fine with it. I think they beat Nebraska, and they go. They have a bye they week. Buy. They gotta be, beat Indiana for homecoming. I off think the bye. Legit, yeah, think that's, that's a win. Another one. That's a yeah. Win. Then this is where it gets a little dicey. Um, at Minnesota, Michigan, at Michigan State, and then at or then Penn State. Four weeks in a row. Did I get you guys to agree? I I did. I got you to agree with me on the Michigan State game. It's nice. <laughs> that's yeah. the same episode too. So we can't even. Yeah. We can't even act like we don't. I say loss, loss, win, loss. I think they win one of the next five. I think they lose. I think they lose to Maryland. Maryland. I don't know, man. I think again, Bill Connolly put out something today about, or yesterday, or the day before, or something about how Maryland crushes awful teams and gets pummeled by. Hold on, hold on. What what bucket are what bucket are you putting Rutgers in? Right. What do you What do you think? (laughs) <laughs> and Chris, Maryland's putting three wide receivers in the NFL. Remember, this is Rutgers will be playing for. Will they be playing for a bowl game that week? Okay, well let's let's back up. There's one win, two wins, three wins, four wins. If they beat Michigan State, it's five. five. So the answer so is yes. yes. Well, that so changes that's... things. <laughs> so it's a win. Bowl game on the line, six and six. They drop Talia on his back. Jared says Maryland will lose. It's outside of crab season. Now that's the second time I've heard him bring that theory into play. I was on the pod with him on his pod, and he, what is, he says, "What is the theory?" Like during crab season, like I guess they're like hyped up and like good. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. Just, I'm gonna type in Maryland crab season. And see, what <laughs> well, I know it's a big deal up there. I just I never really related it to like their football team being good. But I mean, I'll, I'll take whatever theory you guys have. Um, but it is like I've heard Jared talk about the crab thing a couple times. So they're five wins going at Maryland to win their sixth game. What's the over under for Rutgers? I can't actually. I should have warned you. I can't. I, I mean, I'm sure we can search around for it because it's Jersey. I can't view uh, Jersey teams. You can't even view it. Not on like DraftKings on Fan- FanDuel. I'm sure like I could like Google just and pull up like an all 130 thing, but like my usually what I do is I just go to DraftKings and figure it out from there. Um, what do you think it is? Four and a half. It is four was, and a half. Yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say maybe five. So we have them at five, teetering on six for that last game. What are we? What are we picking? They're they're going bowling. And, so we're, and we're not using that academic score thing to get there this year, like we did. Oh, last. they're not going to get in on the technicality. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it for real this year. Like, there's a tie between like 15 teams, and only like yeah. six of them can get in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're being Maryland, six and six. Good, good six. year for Shiano. And we and we made sure that we stayed consistent on the Michigan State game. That's that's important. That was where we messed up. We should have waited to do Rutgers another week. <laughs> Give them the loss there. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's all three teams. Um, how many teams have we done now? Just let me see. I'm going to count it. Probably 40. Andrew, uh, while uh, while we're counting here, how many points does your team need to score for you to have like a, like a very specific advantage in week zero? Are you trying to use this against me in your conversation with Froten? No, 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 not at all. I just was thinking to myself, like, 
Yeah. You have 10 spots. So I was, I was on, I was thinking about how the show was going to play out and I was unsure how quickly I would win you over to me. My theory being a good one here, but, and I was, uh, I was planning on just playing out scenarios with you in terms of, okay, like comparable teams or like one team slightly better than the other team has a lot of week zero points. What kind of impact does that actually make? I think it has a big impact. A huge actually. impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I might have 200 more points than you. <laughs> I'd have to make it 200. Yeah. And I wonder if I can find last year a league. I can probably do it real quick. Yeah. I would think that that's a big enough difference for like three to four spots in standings. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think about that too. Like what are the standings for this look like at the end of the year? I have no idea. I assume like there's probably some wild differences because of, again, how like the floor probably just falls out on some of these teams. Yeah. So, okay. So there is a little bit of like, it's up and down, right? Like it depends on how great a team is, but like, what are you looking at? I'm looking at last year, a random best ball league. Okay. So first place was 3,600. Second place was 3,400. Then third, fourth, and fifth had 40 point difference. Yeah. And then sixth place was like another 100 down. So, like, that's a, I mean, you could easily go from third to second because of it or yeah. sixth to third. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to hear what Mike has to say about this, dude. I, I think you're the only one who didn't. Who this is like a, an epiphany for? There's no <laughs> way. Why would guys not take anybody in week zero then? Most of us uh, at least took some week zero guys. There were only a few. No, Mike has zero not. in one of these. Mike has zero. <laughs> Mike has zero. That's a Scott mistake. Bell has. Espel got a bunch of them in one of the leagues. I think in the G5, he has the second most. He like through all the rosters. That's awesome. Oh yeah. How much? How much of an advantage are you going to have, Andrew? If you like, just really. I don't know. I, like, it's too, it's impossible to say. Like, it's going to be that. about two hundred points on people like myself. But it, yeah, in the G5, all, everyone's got some except Chris, basically. In the P5, I have the most, but the second most team. This team with the second most guys that play in week zero has like two or three guys, three guys less than me, I think. And there's a few teams that are in that neighborhood as well. Mm. Gotcha. Here's a good question. Someone just brought mm. up Hawaii. Hawaii plays 13, right? So does Western Kentucky. Because they mm. play each other. Yeah, the, the Hawaii rule where if you play a non-conference game at Hawaii, you can schedule an extra game. Most teams, some teams don't do it. Vanderbilt didn't do it. They go to Hawaii this year. If you were if you were Vanderbilt, would you do it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I I'm got, gonna go ahead and I got, promote. I got Mike Wright specifically for that game, though. Oh so, man, I wonder if I took anybody. All right. Well, you guys are talking about that. I'm gonna promote the the, the pod. Yeah, you have zero across both. No, I'm talking so, about. I was thinking about Western hey. Kentucky. <laughs> All right, guys, I need you guys to follow the BTR pod Twitter account at BTR underscore pod. Um, our YouTube channel is burning the red shirt. Obviously, if you haven't followed it, you're, if you're watching it now, you obviously have clicked on that link. So no reason not to subscribe to that. Um, we also have a new Instagram page. It's the same BTR underscore pod. I haven't done much on it yet, um, but 
if you want to follow us, you can do it there. Um, then obviously the, this is just the video version, but the audio will be available on Apple podcasts and Spotify either later tonight or possibly tomorrow, but it will be up and, um, leave us a review if you haven't already. Um, I prefer it to be a positive review. So if it's negative, then it is what it is, but we prefer positive reviews. We're going to get at least one stick to football. And to be honest, maybe, maybe it's warranted today. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching slash listening. It's um, weird talk after this, but uh, until next time, see you guys later. Peace.